welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Crystal Check. How are you guys going? Girls going? Well, great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're continuing on with our Philippians podcast series. So we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 4 and going from verse 9. But we'll just talk quickly. Last week we spoke about Philippians 4, 6-7, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we were just speaking about that amazing scripture, about how we need to submit um, everything in our life over to God and... and um. How that thanksgiving is really the antidote to to the worry. So we're just bringing our petitions to God, and we're just stepping out in faith that God will provide um, for our every need. Just um, what you're saying there as well, that you know, prayer and thanksgiving is the antidote to worry because the whole thing is you cannot they're mutually exclusive. You cannot be worrying and mulling over things in your head at the same time as you're actually praying. Yeah, and so that's why you know we're commanded to do. It. And if you start doing that, even when you feel anxious, you'll, you know, be focusing on the correct thing, coming off the worry. And I think it's really important that um, we remember that it's not oh we have to pray, we get to pray. Yeah, what a privilege! And I think sometimes we don't always remember that. Yeah, I've been working on building that habit in the Thanksgiving, and then like petitioning God and that just really straight up changes your attitude and how you're coming into things and like oh yeah I've got to pray for this person no thank you God for this person and Mm -hmm. you know that's good yep okay so Philippians 4 9 says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things so we are always going to be thinking about something i don't know about you but it's difficult for my mind to stop um so we've got this quote by william barclay which talks a bit more about that and it says The human mind will always set itself on something and Paul wished to be quite sure that the Philippians would set their minds on the right things. This is something of the utmost importance because it is the law of life that if a man thinks of something often enough, he will come to the stage when he cannot stop thinking about it. His thoughts will be quite literally in a groove out of which he cannot jerk them. It is therefore of the first importance that a man should set his thoughts upon the fine things and here Paul makes a list of them. So what we think upon is really going to determine our our action and our speech. So You know, when we, when we read that your thoughts will be literally in a groove, it makes me think, and this is um, dating me, girls, you'll be a, not there. When we had, um, we used to play with records. Mm-hmm. I've um, seen such know. things. <laughs> I have, yeah, my dad had some. Well, and, I had, and, and played them. I actually had them <laughs> and played them. That was our music, you know. But just the groove in there, you know, and the records around that just made me think of that. So you sort of get into that, yeah, that rut. All right. Mm. All right. So let's look at the um, but the things that Paul uh, tells us to think on. First up, whatever is true. All right. So what does that mean? Well, I, I think, you know, there's so many things in our world today are deceptive and just an illusion. 
Um, you know, they promise what they can't deliver. It offers a false illusion of peace and happiness. Um, you know, the whole first world lifestyle that we have here, the whole concept of advertising, you just drive to where they're doing new developments and stuff and, you know, the names of the places and this is going to just be the perfect lifestyle. Um, and, and I think... My first townhouse was in Elysium Rye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I think it's just that the whole, that whole advertising, we constantly bombarded, it's trying to sell this lifestyle. That if you have just had this, you will be happy. Yeah. And then when you've got that, it's the next thing. And so I think, you know, that that's the opposite to whatever is true. It's just an illusion. And we need to set our thought on things that won't let us down. Um, and not just chase happiness because we know that happiness is just dependent on your circumstances and it's fickle. It's that seeking to have joy and that deeper thing. And so it's setting your thoughts on Jesus. And I mean, you know, that's thinking about what's true because he alone won't let you down or disappoint you um, compared to just, you know, everything else in life. Yeah, I agree. Like everything just seems to be so false mm-hmm. um, from, you know, women wearing makeup to cover their true beauty, um, men putting on, you know, expensive colognes and things like that. It's it's all built and geared around that fake persona, whereas we should be really, for me, it's like we should be really thinking about um, what is true. So I just went straight to the word. The word is truth. We should be focused on the truth and start there and look at everything through that mm-hmm. and through that um, all these things, all these falsities and things like that, they fall away yeah. and you can see a person underneath you know, all those things and you can um, actually start seeing them for the beauty that they are or the, the man that they're becoming. Mm, that's good, Crystal. I think too when um, you sort of, you can think about situations or, or people and you yourself can sort of start to speculate mm-hmm. as well about what they're thinking and what that really meant. And we can build like these little dream castles for ourselves and then make behaviours and attitudes based on purely speculation and imagination mm-hmm. rather than actual what was the truth and not just some persona they're putting on or we're putting on. Yeah, um, yeah we need to actually base our thinking on facts and reality. Yeah. yeah. Based on God's word, we do yeah. have some good conversations. Though, hey, in speculation, things you'd love to say that you cannot <laughs> say. <laughs> all, all the things that you think in your head, and you go, "Oh, I wish I'd said that." <laughs> and you go, no, no, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but that, that's good. Hey, so it's thinking about what's true and just grounded on the word. So it also, as well, for me, is a, you know, don't be sitting thinking of trivial stupid little things like you know just solid truth yeah yeah and especially um if someone says something and it's it's perceived as hurtful i don't know i'm sure you girls do but i will sit there and just mull on it and mull on it and mull on it and go oh they just oh they really just hurt my feelings if you just keep going with that it's going to just give you this horrible like thought basis and everything's going to come from that whereas if you're thinking about what's true instead so you're taking it back to well what does god think of Mm. me rather than that person yeah and i I think what you're saying as well it's taking thoughts captive and doing something about it instead of going off on that tangent like you say get back into the word then yeah find out what the truth is and just go on that yeah yeah Mm. good
Alright, whatever is noble, honest, honourable. Alright, well, the, um, there was the Greek word there, semnos, um, and it's, it's a word that's difficult to translate, but it's really talking about that which has got the dignity of holiness. Yeah, ah, and, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, and if you look at noble in the dictionary as well, harm, moral qualities, having dignity or emin- eminence, and keeping your mind on honest thoughts, t- and that ties in with whatever's pure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are things in this world that are flippant and they're cheap and attractive to the light minded, so you just an airhead and you indulging and all that. But a Christian needs to set their mind on things which are serious and dignified and just that, yeah, dignity of holiness. Yeah. Um, I loved the word honourable. Um, and I I went and just looked up all the related words and there was worthy of respect, whatever is reverent, whatever is lofty, not mundane, not common, flippant or cheap. Whatever is worthy of awe, whatever is held in high regard, whatever is greatly respected whatever is worthy of adoration and that for me was whatever is worthy of adoration Mm. is is my tv worthy of adoration or is my time with god more worthy than than that and you have to like i have to think about that daily what what am i going to spend my time on am i adoring something that's not worthy of those things or am i doing the right thing with my time and it's the whole thing of garbage in and garbage out isn't it what are you putting in and you know um, yeah. what's going on and there's a scripture as well that says you know we know the scripture there's a scripture that says fix your eyes on Jesus but there's also a scripture that tells you to fix your thoughts on Jesus and I think that's what all of this thinking about all these things yeah. true noble right pure all the things we're going to go through you know having fixing your eyes on Jesus having him as the priority and for every situation, you know, often we'll take our eyes off him. We'll maybe look at the situation. And it's just getting into that habit of remembering to be able to think like this, train ourselves as like, right, I'm going to put my eyes back on him mm. for every situation that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty um, much covered it, then, hey? mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty, like pretty, pretty much. Well. Well. Well, I, I was thinking actually about like, you know, what you, how you, what you're soaking yourself in. Um, effects you know I was just thinking of the example of my son has been watching a lot of octonauts at the <laughs> moment so he has gotten to the fact where he knows exactly the storylines and wants specific episodes to watch and if I can just notice the change even though it's a lovely little kid show like the just the if he watches too much tv i can see that effect in him as opposed to if he's mm-hmm. outside playing or we're learning our memory verse or we're interacting and um just how when he's soaking in those things of the world you know that that like that shift in in him mm-hmm. yeah and i just i mean it's obviously the same as when we're adults like it yeah. changes your behavior your attitudes everything about um, yourself, so we need to be focusing on what should be aspired after and what demonstrates integrity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you think about that, like you know, with kids' shows or whatever, you think about how they can recite so many things. They like little sponges, you know. You think about how he loves Thomas the Tank Engine, he can name, you know, all the name all the trains, name play the, trains, the songs, whatever. the two separate songs, yeah, like, and just how yeah. and, and, and you, I know Lena are teaching him memory verses as well, and to hear him recite the word of God is so awesome. So, I mean, he can have all that, not that I'm saying there's nothing wrong with him doing all that, but that can definitely also 
he has the capacity, you know, and it's great that you're actually teaching him many yeah. verses as well to get that mm. word into him as well. It's good. And we can think it's real, especially with children, like really innocent than watching TV shows or things like that. But you know, it's just like a lot of the shows that are that can be science based, say a dinosaur trains show, they're teaching them evolution and athe- um, atheist principles from very young, and they're mm. training them up in that. Whereas we need to be training them up based on the word yeah. Yeah. Um, and need to be careful about what we actually allow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, there was something about that. There was some, you know, these little poster things on Facebook. I can't remember the exact thing, but it was like train your children while they're young before the world does it for you type thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're saying, train them up. Well, we had an experience not that long ago um, where a snippet of um, a popular TV show had come on and my daughter went into just meltdown mode and screamed and cried and didn't want anything to do with it and she came and hid in the kitchen and um but she could still <laughs> still hear the it was a song that came on where um they talk about getting angry and they all turn into monsters because their inner monster came out when they got angry <laughs> and um I've spoken to you about it and you know the thing that came up was that they're training them not to be afraid of those monsters, you know, to and even allowing that and to allowing come that, that to come emotion, in, and emotion, yeah, yeah, and um, whereas we'd be teaching the Bible, we'd be teaching self-control of those emotions, yeah, and, and and it was, you know, you have to belly breathe to let those things go, and you have to, and it's like, hmm, let's switch that off, and yeah. you can go and play and do something fun, yeah, yeah. you know, and after that experience, and we try really hard now not to watch so much TV because I can't always control what's on. Yeah. Um, and she's become a much happier little girl where she, you know, was drawing in, you know, funky colours. Now she's drawing in the nice bolds and the, you know, the pinks and the greens and the yellows, whereas she was drawing with browns and, you know, whatever, and yeah. it wasn't a very happy kid. And it's just that change. Yeah. You turn the TV off in the morning. Well, all that kind of stuff as well, belly breathing or whatever. It's <laughs> innocent, but it's, yeah, yeah, not good. Yeah. Mm. Okay, whatever is right or just. All right, well, the word, um, Greek word used here is um, hmm, dikaios. Di- oh, that's wrong, Caroline. I'm, I'm pretty I'm a, sure I'm a Greek, it's wrong. Greek scholar. And, uh, <laughs> If there's any Greek people listening, they're probably cringing, but we will just um, extend. Well, if, there's, if there's any Greek people listening, they can send in the, <laughs> the correct. Give us feedback. We're quite happy. Email us. Uh, but the Greeks define the man who is dikaios as he who gives to gods and men's what is their due. In other words, it's the word of meaning sort of duty-based and duty done. So whatever is right and just. And some people set their minds on pleasure and comfort in easy ways, mm. but the Christian needs to set his mind on their duty to man and their duty to God. So whatever is right, but just what you, you know. Yeah. Um, I had, what if we add a little bit more to the right and make it righteous? Yep. So whatever is in perfect harmony with the eternal, unchanging, divine standard of a holy God. And um, that's only revealed through scripture. Yep. Um, and it's, absolutely consistent with God because it is his divine word he breathes through it every day to everybody and um, so we should be yeah just 
everything I just feel like it's like we're coming straight back to the word. We should be in the word. Yeah. It should be the word. Every podcast, be in the word. It should Every be in the word. But <laughs> what you say, all of this revealed only through scripture. And, and Paul's saying here, set your mind on whatever's true, whatever's pure, whatever. So what about setting your mind? It only comes through getting into the word of God. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what needs to be filling your mind. And that's where you're going to find all of this stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I... I um, and I think too that it's like justice that struck me about like God's standard of justice mm-hmm. yeah. and understanding the difference between God's standard of justice and man's fairness and you know sometimes I wish I could like reboot my my brain from day one life experience just put the <laughs> word in and go back to life but you know understanding learning from the word like what God's standard of justice is and righteousness rather than man's fairness and political correctness and discrimination and anti-discrimination and Mm. And even punishment goes with that you know Mm. our our thoughts on someone does something terrible you know it's god's to deal with it's not ours to seek our justice and our discipline on that person and um because that just popped in my head right then (laughs) when you were talking about that (laughs) We're talking about just not you having your own desire for revenge, right? Yeah. I mean, we still agree with all the courts and the yeah. jails. and. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Just going out and, yeah. you know. Wanting it your way. Yeah. So if someone hurts you, turn around and hurt and them hurt back. back. Yeah, or, yeah, you know. Yeah. And that, what you're saying as well there, Lena, about fear, I mean, that that's a human concept. It's not even, you know, yeah. a God concept at all, hey? Yeah. Okay, whatever is pure or morally undefiled, so what is not contaminated by sin, what is sincere and holy. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that pure, it ties in with the noble as well, and, and the Greek word that Paul used here was hagnos, which describes that which is, as you said, morally undefiled. Um, and, you know, they used that word um, when they were talking about, you know, things that had been cere- ceremonially so cleansed that it was fit to be brought into the presence of God and used in his service. So that pure, you know, that level of purity. And, you know, our world is so full of things that are just totally sordid and promote your lust. I mean, you just look at, like we say, TV, look at ads, everything, especially sexual, pornography, yeah, pornography pornography and it's just so accepted you see it everywhere i mean i feel so sorry for the guys you know everything all the advertising it's like they have to fight that in their minds all the time and it's in front of their eyes all the time um it's just everywhere and as christians we've got to fight and i thought we've got to take their thought our thoughts captive you know it's not acceptable it was funny because um a few years ago there was some um some girls that I was talking to and, you know, they were joking about someone had been given one of these farming calendars for Christmas or something and, um, you know, I just said it's wrong. I mean, if a boy was given a girly bikini calendar, these very same girls would be up in arms. Yeah. And But, yeah, I just got sort of, well, not shouted down, but, you know, just put down as being old-fashioned and fuddy-duddy and etc. because I said it's the same thing. Yep. And it's just like, no, it's not the same thing. I was told blatantly it's not the same thing. But it's it the same thing. There is no difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, 
One of my soapbox issues, so I'm just going to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, things like comments like that girls can make as well. Like if a boy yeah. went and saw a movie and there was a hot girl and he said, oh, like, you know, there is a God in heaven, we'd be all over him for that kind of lustful comment. But yet, if a girl goes to a movie and sees a beautiful guy and comes and writes, there's a God in heaven, yeah. what's the difference? It's still... Yeah. Well, the, it's having, still the same lustful kind of, you know, perving or whatever. Yeah. So, yep, these like crushes and going and specifically seeing certain movies because your favourite Hollywood crushes. Yeah. How is that in any way acceptable to God? Yeah. But how is that even being faithful to your husband? It's, well, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, you know, some people that will like condemn it in the men and go nuts when men do it, but you know, it's the same for girls doing it. Yeah. And it's like all these TV shows that are geared at women, like The Bachelor, all that sort of those shows. It's all um, celebrating fornication yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. And sex in the city. All the, yeah, mm. all the girls, you know, girls can just soak that up and see yeah. no problem with it. But that is you're soaking yourself in what is morally defiled. Oh, yeah. You're soaking yourself in what is impure. And, and, you know, that's where you see the self-deception coming in because people will just say, well, no, it's mainly guards that have a problem with pornography and lust. No, yeah. it's rubbish. It, that's rubbish as well because it's girls that are involved in that as well, yeah. you know. But I think that people that sort of, you know, do soak themselves, as you say, Lena, in that, maybe justify it that way. But, no, we to keep our thoughts pure, so clean, actually, that they can stand the scrutiny of God. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was sitting next to you in the movie. You wouldn't be watching that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Hey, that, that's or would, always or a would they? Yeah. You know, just to... That's a sobering thing, you know, if you like. Whatever. And if there's any doubt whatsoever, then check it out. If in doubt, check it out. Yeah. Um, I even um, went sort of one step further, and but, um, my husband and I, Barry, have been talking about this quite a bit. And... Um, he was saying, you know, what about all those times where you're in a movie and you see someone who's in a bad relationship and they are now dating some guy, but it's, they're still married to that bad person. It's like, well, they're still married. Yeah. They're still physically yeah, married to that person and you shouldn't be with anybody when, else. But we're, still, but we're going, oh, please go with that guy because yeah. he's lovely. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're routine for the, yeah. 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 It's a setup. <laughs> yeah, I like to, um, you know, being sincere, being sincere when we come approach God and, you know, about our thinking. Um, this is not very articulate. Um, you know, there's a, that scripture that God desires um, worshippers in spirit and in truth, and a mm. part of that is coming with sincerity and um, not taking it lightly um, or flippantly and not holding just that contempt to the things of God but being reverent and I think that's important like treating God's things like that fear and that reverence and um, not just being really insincere and just casual mm-hmm. I guess casual with the things of God like and um, making sure that our thoughts align with that not being casual with the things of the Lord yeah Okay, so whatever is lovely or attractive or winsome. Yeah, I've got all the Greek words tonight. I need to stop doing <laughs> this. Whipping them out. <laughs> I make it, no, but I make it hard for myself because I feel embarrassed <laughs> at my pronunciation. Okay, prosphilies for lovely. It's seen as that which calls forth love. So to think on lovely things 
We need to think on things that produce that kindness in us and not bitterness and not criticism. So just thinking on things that are lovely yeah. and make you feel lovely as well. <laughs> Not bitter and upset, and, and I mean that's the opposite, isn't it? I can mm. sit like you were saying earlier, Crystal, and mull over a situation and something that's been said, and then I find myself starting to get really, you know, yeah. you can get bitter about it. And it's like okay, so I need to take my thoughts captive and think on things that are lovely, things that are gonna call forth that love. Yeah. Um, for me, it was um, whatever is sweet or gracious or generous, and um, or patient even, and. Oftentimes, like I've, I took myself off social network because I just can't handle the stuff that's on there. Um, and even now, like when I watch the news, there's so much about the stuff that's going on in the world that's not good. Mm. And then, like you know, maybe a small snippet on, for example, um, the guy who plays Jack Sparrow. Um, What's his name? Oh, that girl that came to the hospital. Yeah, he went to the hospital. Carib- to the Caribbean. Yeah, that, that guy. guy. Well. Yeah, Johnny Depp. That's it. <laughs> 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 um, yes, Johnny Depp. He went to the hospital, and you know they played a five-minute, maybe segment of him visiting these kids, and he spent like a whole day with them, just playing, and and everyone kept trying to get him to move off, and he's like, "No, I'm going back." And yeah, cool. um. Those things, like, I want to see more of that yeah. being shown. He may not be Christian. He may not be, you know, following after Jesus. But it's like, where is more of these people out there? Where, where How can I get more of that on the television rather than yeah. this other stuff? Because yeah. it just, it brightened up my kids' day. They were like, dude, that would be so cool if we were in <laughs> hospital feeling like these kids are really yeah. sick. Yeah. And then this guy just comes and... You know, surprises us and just wants to play and have fun. Like, it's good. Yeah. Um, I think also focusing on um, things that aren't contentious or argumentative just for the sake of it. You know, sometimes, like, we can get drawn into these little arguments and just like, hang on, why, why am I talking about this? This is not important. Why are we, you know, and you can build up these little things in your head yeah. mm. <laughs> just for the sake of it. Yep. Uh, okay, so what if it is admirable of good report? You think of that word good report. I mean, it's what it says to hear yeah. something good, a report about, you know, good news. Um, and so it's things that are fit for God to hear as well. So you've got to think on those things that are admirable and, you know, good reports. So if he was listening, which he is. <laughs> and so just really keeping our speech as well. Um, yeah, from ugly and false words, and watch what we're saying, and and what's mm. coming out as well. Of our last, the report of what's coming out, good things. Yeah. So I think before God and others, mm, what yeah. would lead you to have a good report before them? So you're not, you know, thinking about people behind their back, nasty things, and yeah, yeah, things like that. Just that, just having that integrity, um, in how you act, you speak, as well as in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And also asking. Asking myself, do I spread good report when I'm telling, you know, when I'm talking to someone, do I spread the good instead of, you know, what's oh, terrible? You'll never believe. Yeah. <laughs> that check, man. <laughs> and my kids are being <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> That's exactly right, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and also, especially, I find um, 
with my husband because he's you know going he's been going through some changes and stuff and it's been frustrating for him to have to get up earlier and, and work later and things like that um but I need to not complain about it, you know, mm. him getting up in the, you know, dark hours while he goes and showers and leaves the door open with the light on and, you know, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, he's going to work so that I don't have to. Mm. He's going to work so that I can stay home and look after my children. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's such a blessing that I don't have to work. So I should be encouraging him and just being like, no, you know what? Leave the light on. It doesn't matter. And it's those little things, again, like not complaining about them. And I think, you know, we were just talking before the podcast started and, you know, Crystal was just talking about something she'd read that talked about if you just woke up tomorrow and all you had were the things you were thankful for today and that's what we're talking about. Yes, it's all about all all of this, thinking on all these things as well is all down to your attitude, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you know that if you've got a bad attitude, you've got that stinking thinking. Yeah. And really, um, you know, and if you've got a bad attitude, you can get contentious, like you were saying, you know, you can get into a mood where I don't want to think about those things and I want to just pick on, you know, and so really it's having that attitude, being grateful. Yeah. I nearly said attitude of gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's being grateful and being thankful for you, yeah. what you have. And the more you do that, your, your thinking is in line with that anyway, you know, and, and it is more positive and you are going to be thinking on all these lovely and pure things. Um, so we also just had there as well, think on things, you know, excellent or praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. So I think there as well, that excellent to me is just a, a high standard. So your thoughts need to be, you know, you're thinking at a higher standard, not just base things of life. Yeah, something that you could actually be celebrated, yeah. not the opposite. <coughs> and I think even there as well, to, to be thinking that of each other as well, you know, because, you know, it's Christ, there's Christ in you. Yeah. And there's Christ in you, and you know how am I thinking of you as well? And you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's important too. Yeah, thinking the best rather than choosing the yeah. worst. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the other question that I found myself upon doing this, found myself asking myself, is what I'm focused on worth my praise? So, you know, just going through all of this and, um some other things later on it's it's like am I what is it worth me just loving you know and and worshiping and praising um and um is it even worth my time or acknowledgement so if it's a bit of gossip or you know is it worth me listening to or is it worth me just going no yeah I'm done with that and what you're saying there as well, because what you focused on is going to determine your thoughts anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, Crystal, can you read verses 10 to 13? Sure. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Okay, so Paul was talking about the gift that the Philippians sent him and just his gratitude um, for that gift. 
Alright, so what does it mean to be content whatever the circumstances? Well, obviously, clearly, whatever's going on around you. And, and you know, the word for content there, it's um, in the dictionary, it's being mentally and emotionally satisfied with things as they are, willing to accept your circumstances and not just be, you know, grumbling. And, and I think that's what we talked about a few minutes ago, about that whole attitude of being thankful and grateful, yeah. not grumbling, um, and just accepting the circumstances and accepting that God's in control and just having peace of mind. And for me, it really ties in with joy, yeah. um, that deep abiding joy that you're trusting no matter what the circumstances are, and that leads you to have peace, and that's where you would be content because opposite of content is obviously discontent, and so you niggly and unhappy and complaining. And you know, and, and this as well for me, this contentness, because it ties in with joy, it contrasts with happiness. Yeah. and unhappiness because you're happy or unhappy depending on and that your circumstances and it fluctuates with circumstances so it is that opposite almost to happiness because oh if things are going really well or I get what I want I might feel happy and then tomorrow I might feel unhappy whereas if you content it's, it for me it's very similar to that joy you've just you know got that peace of mind because you're trusting and it doesn't matter what the external going on around is yeah um, for me, it was that no matter what is going on in your life, it's realizing whatever you're going through, it's to actually bring you into a closer relationship with Jesus and the Father. Yep. Um, it's to build your character. And so for me, it's always looking at your situation from a heavenly perspective mm. instead yeah. of, yeah. you know, just like looking at the ground version. It's actually yeah. trying to look up and over and down yeah. back, back at yourself. It's like yeah. that scripture, I mean, I'd shown you guys when I preached, I don't know, last year, illustration of being seated with Christ in heavenly places, mm-hmm. that perspective, so it's yeah. that, almost that bird's eye view from heaven, like you say, you've seen it from that bigger picture, and so it's not dependent on focusing on the small little thing that's happening now, it's because I can see a much bigger, yeah. like you said, that there's a reason for it, or... You know, even if the reason for it is my own stupidity, if yep. I trust God, it will come to, you know, so not getting swayed around. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter the change in our circumstances, if our trust is in an unchanging God, who is our provider, yeah. you, you know, will be content. Yeah. You've yep. all met people who just grumble and are unhappy all the time. They're just not content. Yeah. Um, even like just recently with Barry having been made redundant, um, we were still able to trust and be content with that. It's like, oh, you get an extra, you know, couple of weeks off work because you've got a little payout and, and things like that. So we were able to still pay the bills, but we were able to just spend time together as well, just hanging out. And mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, not even a week later, he gets a phone call, hey, come and work for me. Yeah. And it's just that whole trust. If we hadn't have trusted God and he had been flapping about and, you know, that week and we would have wasted the week and... Who knows? Maybe that phone call wouldn't have come yeah, because yeah. we were not trusting in God, yeah, or alone, yeah. 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 So it was that. You know, that's why I'm saying all this stuff is yeah, tying in with yeah. everything that we've been going through this last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, God is good. Sure is. All right, and what is the secret to being content? I think it's what we said. Verse 19 that comes later says, and My God will meet all needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. And that's the secret of being content, knowing um, that you're trusting God and, 
it's all in his control and, and there's nothing that catches him unawares um, you know even for us if it might catch us unaware or feel like a curveball it's not to him and I think that's content that you're not putting your trust in your circumstances you're putting it in God um, yeah and, and you know it makes me think of the scriptures well all things God works together for the good of those who love him and that's what you were saying there Crystal that alright we trust in you God that you're going to do this yeah. Um, and again, having that heart attitude that's trusting and grateful and knowing that he's got it all in control will help you to be content. So you're God sufficient, you're relying on him and not on yourself. And I like that. Yeah. That'll make you content. Because, you know, your fortunes are going to go up and down. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, you know, when, with Paul, I read that the same. I've had that. We've had times of plenty and times, you know, where it seems like there's nothing and it's just God's the provision, God's the provision. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, if if we're just simply living life for and with Jesus, um, the freedom that God will always faithfully provide our needs, not necessarily our wants. Yeah, I think that's um, the difference. That's where people become discontent. Yeah, because they want more than what they need. Yes, and, but our needs are always met. Mm. You know, we may not get to eat pork roast every night or, you know, yeah. might have to have sausages every now and then or something like that. It's just like, well, we're still being fed, right? Yeah, we're still, exactly. Yeah. We've still got bread and <laughs> water, like, coming yeah. to our taps. Like, yeah, yeah. We're more rich than some of the other people that are living in the world. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's it from us um, right now. So we just really encourage you to get into yourself. Um, start reading Philippians chapter four and just go over those scriptures. And you know, just be thinking about just assessing your thoughts um, throughout the the next fortnight. Just think about what you're actually thinking about, what you're focusing on, and start bringing that into alignment with the word. Yeah. Okay. Um, we just wanted to let everyone know too that we are going to be closing down our Facebook Lifehouse Facebook account um, so you won't be able to contact us through Facebook anymore but you can still pop on to our website at www.life-house.net and we'll see you next podcast <laughs>